we have teamed up with DK Books to bring you the ultimate outdoor activity book with hundreds of fun, fresh air ideas that launches this December 20th worldwide. It's called 1000 Hours Outside, activities to match screen time with green time. Back in February, I put out an ask for photo submissions for an activity book I was writing with DK Publishing. It reminded me of when I had birthday parties as a kid and wondered if anyone would show up, would anyone submit photos, what if no one submitted photos, and then over 16,000 photos came in from all over the world. In fact, so many photos came in that it took a bit to even figure out how to access and sort them. The question remains, is one of your submitted photos in it? Due to the amount of submissions, you're going to have to wait and see until the book comes out. How exciting. 1,000 Hours Outside has all the inspiration you need to keep hands-on experiences woven into your life. Pre-order now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, or bookshop.org. Find more information on our website, 1,000HoursOutside.com. Welcome to the 1,000 Hours Outside podcast. I have just read the most beautiful book with the most beautiful pictures, and I have the author here with us today, Lana Center. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. I just love this podcast and everything y'all are doing, and it's just such an honor to be on your show here. Oh, you're so sweet. Your book, The Grace-Filled Homestead, Lessons I Learned About Faith, Family, and the Farm, is just about the cutest book I've ever seen, which I'm not surprised because the content that you put out on Instagram and on TikTok and on Pinterest is the cutest content anyone has ever seen. It's goats in the tulip patch and goats in the sink and chicks in the sink and ducks in the sink and little sunflowers and all of these beautiful things, goats wearing flowers. It's the type of thing where you're like, oh, life is so good and these things are so cute and we're drawn to cute things. So thank you. Yeah, oh, that's so sweet. And you know, you can't go wrong with goats. I mean, on a book. I mean, (laughs) it's just it doesn't matter what's inside, right? If you see the if you see the cover of goats on it, they're just they're the sweetest animal on the planet. We have so much fun. But the and the the content is just so beautiful too. In these photos, this is the one I opened to. It's this picture of the goat, and then you have a mug that says, "I am two goats past normal." It's so cute. Actually, there's two goats here. So, and the chickens, and you have chickens with a chandelier inside of their coop. I mean, such a beautiful book to look through and peruse and to make you love life. So it just came out, correct? Yes. Yeah. Last week on Tuesday was our launch. And um, yeah, it's right now I just checked and we're a number one new release, um, which is great because I'm, you know, I'm just this average, nobody knows who I am and first time author. And so I just feel very extra blessed. But as you know, this message, it just resonates, I think, with people and we all just want to go back to the basics and yeah. uh, so it's, it's just a message that resonates. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, which is your story. You started off in the busy rat race, sort of this overachieving world, and you stepped out of it. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how that happened? Yes, yeah. Well, we when we were first married, we were both working. I was in uh, corporate America in the finance world and just long days, 12 hours driving in traffic over an hour each way, sitting, sitting there in the cement. And, um, you know, it did, it appeared that we had this good life. We didn't have kiddos yet. We had a house in, you know, a nice neighborhood and 
all the things, but we were just, we didn't, we weren't connecting with the life that we had planned. And so when kiddo number one came, you know, everything always changes after you have kids. Uh, number one, and it was like, oh, wow, like we're really off track here. I mean, it looks like we're on track to the world, but we mm-hmm. know in our hearts what our desire is. And so it just took us so many years to make those steps. We just did it month by month, trying to cut some expenses and all the things. It's just, it's a long process, um, yeah. but we just took our time and and did what we could do at the time. And we ended up, I ended up becoming a stay-at-home mom with four kiddos at home. We moved out of the neighborhood to a small, tiny farm. It's only four acres here. We're And we're inside the city limits. So my husband is um, the fire chief. So we have to live in city limits. I mean, if I had my way, I'd be out in the middle of nowhere, but yeah. uh, we're kind of stuck here, which is good. It's it's nice. We're, we're close into some things, but you don't have to have a lot of space with it. And mm. um, we just started slowly rehabbing our house, which most of our friends and family thought we were nuts and should just bulldoze it down. It was, it was that bad, but the bit really bad. And so we just have had a good time. We've been here now about 20 years and, wow. uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, just mm-hmm. the childhood that my kiddos had and they were just, um, running free and you know it's it's just been good for all of us yeah so are people surprised when you say that you only have four acres they are and and it is one of those I try to say that a lot because if you just look at a picture and you kind of see the the pasture of the goats you might think it goes on and on and on or Mm -hmm. the same with the chickens um and you don't need that much space and really a lot of what i was chatting about in the book it's more of a mentality you could do Mm -hmm. i mean not the goat piece but a lot of this you could do from an apartment patio if you want to you know grow some things in a container and have a salsa garden you don't have to have a big farm for most of these things and even like the chickens, you can do that in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's my kind of more of my message right. is you don't have to have a big farm to have this slower, simple lifestyle where your children are connecting with the dirt and the land mm-hmm. and you can go to parks and you can take them places. Um, and so it's just, it's more of a mindset than it is. Right property size for sure. Right. That you can view your home as a homestead, no matter where your home is located. And that's really beautiful. Your whole story kind of talked about these small steps that it was a journey to get to where you are and it didn't happen overnight. So what advice do you give to people who are feeling that pull in their heart to slow down? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them for those small steps? Where do you begin? Oh, that's such a good Good question, because it is so easy in our society just to get off track. Um, Mm -hmm. We have devices in our hands and we're just pulled towards all the technology and all the stuff inside. And if you have that desire, just, you know, whoever you're doing life with, whoever's in your household, adult wise, probably. But I mean, the kids can be involved in the conversations, too. Just being on the same page of this is our goal and we're going to have to make some hard choices because we're going to get hit with, oh, well, we could go 
buy that new car or that new thing or even vacation, all the things that you can do and afford. And, but if it doesn't follow the path you want to go, it needs to be a no. And that's hard. Who wants to do that? I don't want to do that. I don't want to say no to anything, but it's really guarding, Mm. guarding your yeses. Like be careful what you say yes to, because you can have all these wonderful opportunities in front of you. But if that's not going to get you to where you want to be in five years, you really need to, you know, streamline it and make some tough wow. decisions. And no one wants to do that. It's hard. It's right. Hard. And you said there was a lot of pushback. So right. on top of shutting out all of the worldly things that you could add in, you're also shutting out these extra voices. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's um, so hard to do in our society. And and you're online. I'm online. Uh, it's finding that balance where you can still be a part of society. We don't want to, you know, completely, I would actually love to go off grid. That would be awesome. Uh, but you know, life is life and you, and you have to interact and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. just guarding that and taking time unplugging, uh, making sure you have time very much with kiddos limiting their access, if even giving them it at all. And, you know, mm-hmm. every family's going to be different at ages and personalities, right. that type of thing. But Um, just making sure that you're very intentional. It's, it's all boils down to intention and what you Mm -hmm. want the end product to be. Um, And it's in making hard decisions. Yeah. And you had to make those because you restored a whole house and built this farmstead on a fireman's income. (laughs) And you talk about how it restored your soul in the process. So tell, can you tell us a little bit about what you restored? What have been some of your projects that you've done over the years and how they've gone? Oh, absolutely. Yes, pretty much everything here has been reclaimed lumber or, you know, piles of lumber out of the barn. We built things and, you know, just from fireplace mantles to bathroom vanity sinks used to be our old bedroom dresser, uh, our entire greenhouse, which it's not big. And we've always, I've always wanted a greenhouse just because we do a lot of gardening and mm-hmm. our seasons here in Kansas city, we're zone six. So it gets super cold. And yep. so our season starts really late around here. And so just adding an extra month or two to the season. And so, but you, you look at prices and it was just like, Oh, that's crazy. We could never afford that. Um, but you know, if you have access to a bunch of old broken down windows and French doors and you can make it pretty easily and it's just a little bit lowering your expectations, being okay with imperfections, there's beauty in those imperfections and just making whatever you have work and thinking kind of outside of the box, you know, everything might not be perfectly level or there might be a gouge in this windowsill or whatever but just finding beauty Mm. that in the little chippy wood um and you know of course a bucket of paint painting everything the same color (laughs) makes it all look wow it's It's interesting because your book is so charming all of the pictures are so charming and i was trying to find I actually loved, there was a greenhouse photo in there with the goat. I thought maybe I'd written down what page it was on, and I'm not sure if I did or not. Oh, I did. Greenhouse? Well, because your book has all sorts of fun ideas. You put how-tos in there, and the greenhouse is one of the ones in there. I'm pulling it up because sometimes I put these on YouTube, even though I'm always kind of behind on life, and I want to pull it up because it's on page 151. 
and you have the greenhouse and the goat is in it. Oh, this is no, this is just a greenhouse. This this one because this yeah. is how to. But there is another picture in there of yeah. a ghost like sitting on a bench. It's the cutest. But yeah. you have in this book homestead how tos, and this one is greenhouse with reclaimed materials, and you have an eight that process on how to build one, and it's so beautiful, Anna. I I love it. It was so cheap. I mean, and I don't want to wow. say that it was easy. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't easy. Yeah. But- Price-wise, dirt cheap because it was all re- reclaimed materials, and wow. you know, even the the floors, uh, you know, tiles we we took that were getting discarded. And so, yeah. you, know, you can do things and make your surroundings beautiful if you mm. just, you know, can find reclaimed lumber, repurpose things. Um, you used a, um, a reclaimed like kids' house, playhouse. Yes, yeah, yeah for, for your for your chicken coop and it's just absolutely adorable you also yeah. gotta you gotta kind of have the eye you yeah. have the eye but you do such a cool job of sharing with people so that they can also try and have the eye i don't have the eye but i can look through your ideas and see these beautiful place settings where you just have different colored pumpkins in the center or things like that so it's really neat that you included the how-tos one of the ones that was in the how-tos was the beeswax kitchen wraps which yes. I've always seen yes. and always wondered about. So tell us about a couple of the ideas that you put in there that, that you loved. I'm sure you loved yeah. all of them, but just yeah. tell us about a few well, of them. And one good one that we did right off the bat when we moved to the property. So it, the property had a huge, very janky, <laughs> long and busted out windows. It had a long, huge barn. It was like a turkey barn, okay. um, one of those poultry type barns. And it was filled with these old bookshelves and, um, you know, we needed a few for the inside. So we kind of refinished a couple for the inside or whatever, but it was like, okay, these are really in bad shape and very janky. And so we ended up just washing them down Mm -hmm. and used those as raised garden beds. And, um, and it's great because the shelves then become the divider between your different vegetables or your herbs. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's just little things that if you just walk around in your own garage or in your, at your parents' house, um, whatever seems to be kind of in the trash pile, a lot of times if you're just looking for how can I repurpose this, it'll pop in your head like, oh my goodness, I've never thought of that. Let's try it. And there's always misses. Sometimes you try things and you're like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Um, That's how you learn though. Yeah, it's a part of the fun process. Yeah, I mean, your home looks like out of the most beautiful designer magazines that you've ever seen and your videos and the sink, just the sink itself. And you just put some flowers around it. And so the book is very inspiring to to make your home beautiful in these simple ways. And I love that about your book, the picture. I just adore the pictures. And beyond those ideas, you have the coop oil. I had the bookshelf flower bed. I thought that was such a cool one. You also have really good recipes. And I just happened to open up to this one. Oh, yeah. You know, we love our bread and our carbs. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the, you made it into a scene. So tell yeah. us about this. Yeah, so that's just your focia bread, your standard recipe, but we just cut up some veggies and, you know, made a sunflower out of the yellow uh, slices of peppers and the inside of the sunflower is olives and our our little bee on there is olives with- I love uh, a bee. 
almond almond slivers are the little wings and so it's just fun to get creative and those are such fun things to do with your kiddos mm-hmm. they love that kind of thing yeah. we you know we just did a steak soup and a pumpkin and that's I saw not that a- on your website yeah and it, my ki- my kids are adults now and they're still like when are we having it's pumpkin season when are we oh. doing that and so you know those little things that you think are just like oh this is silly your kiddos are going to remember those and just and letting them build the sunflower out of peppers and it doesn't have to be perfect but mm-hmm. boy that is going to be ingrained in their brain that I spent yeah. time with my mom or my grandma in the kitchen making these things and then for some reason it could taste just like a normal thing that you would get out of the grocery store but when your hands have been on it mm-hmm. it tastes so much better I don't know why oh, I love that <laughs> when the skies open up while others seek shelter I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody, and my Vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessies stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, Transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. And so within this book, there's all sorts of recipes. And then on your website as well, hot chocolate bombs. And one of the ones I had written down was the steak stew served in a pumpkin. And you have holiday candy recipes and fall apple recipes. So usually we put this at the end, but since we're talking about it, where can people find this stuff, Lana? Yeah, 
yeah. Well, most of the stuff you can find on the website, which is just my name, lannacenter.com. Um, and, you know, we have all the social media links, which most of those are just my name as well. Mm-hmm. And so everything, that's kind of the hub. Yes, the hub and then you're place. on Pinterest too, Lana Center Homestead. Yes. Yeah, so there are so many awesome things that you have there, and even courses and things. And I saw somewhere that you have a cookbook coming. I have that written down on my paper. I do. Yes, we just finished the cookbook up, so it'll oh, be coming busy. out next fall. I am. And, you know, I will say this, um, trying to have this slow living lifestyle, as we were just talking about, you know, guarding your yeses and saying no, um, it, it, you do, I've, I've started seeing myself kind of shift into that hustle mode and I'm like, no, 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 let's put the brakes on. Um, and so, and as you know, Mm. when you get into the online space, um, and a lot of the things are good and wonderful getting, hit at and um so I did I told my husband we're gonna get through this book launch and then it's time to like reevaluate and I just don't want to go back to where I was over 20 years ago and and with the kiddos being a little bit older and more time on my hands um you know it's hard it's actually hard to not (laughs) let it get sucked up that's an interesting yes. thing. I think that when your kids are young, you naturally have this guardrail because you can't you do. do anything else. And then all of a right. sudden, and actually my midwife, people poke fun because I think I bring my midwife up at every episode, but she had talked about when your kids are young, you're so tired because they're up and they're just, you're constantly needing your attention. But she said there are these times built in where you have downtime. You're sitting to nurse, you're sitting to read a story. Maybe there's not as much expected of you, which I thought was an interesting thing. You go to a party and no one expects you to clean up because you're holding a nine month old. And she said, what changes is that when those kids get older, those spaces just get filled in and then you're, you're helping more and there's more expected of you. And so you're tired in other ways. And it's a, I would choose this tired over the not sleeping through the night tired that nothing compared but it does it there is this tendency for life to fill in and get busy well so tell us what are you doing in practical time what are you doing to combat that yeah well my thing again it's just like when we started 20 years ago and we were wanting to make this shift it's really evaluating what is the long-term goal and just because my kiddos are starting to move out of the house now you know we have four kids and only one is still at home and she's in college um and so you know now that i have all this time on my hands and life is good and i feel good who knew i was so you know i always had this wow over 50 sounds so old um no oh my goodness this is i'm having the time of my life but you do need to guard it. You still need to make sure that you're on track with what your priorities are. And you don't just get stuck inside the house on a computer all day doing what is fun things. But you know, if your heart, if that's not where your heart is. And so it's, it's just like with everything else, saying no a little more than you want to. um, And just really evaluating, does this get me, to where I want to right. be. And, and the, you know, the point of it all is for me, it's, you know, heavy in faith and, and having time with God and his simple truths. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is, you know, like just what you're doing is outside with the animals. I mean, I don't want to, for those things to go to the side, I still want to have my hands in the dirt. I get kind of antsy if I'm not out there in the garden doing this stuff. Right. And so 
it's just guarding, yeah. guarding that. I mean, you had a beautiful yeah. quote in your book that you say, I say to set intentions like you set a table before life starts serving up its offerings for the day. I have that one underlined that, yeah, you, yes. you have to set yes. up. And I think that's a really good visual, like setting a table before the meal. You have to think about it ahead of time and it helps you to have more purpose and joy. So yeah, that's beautiful. And you're just going to get more busy and more busy with grandkids and I know. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun. Yeah. And that, I tell you what, that's the best yeah. because they come over here and we're like digging in the rocks and getting dirty and all this stuff. And then you send them home for bath time. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So one of the things yeah. that you talk about is gardening and we're in this day and age of food insecurity and so it's a big topic with the droughts and you hear about it all the time uh make sure you're buying in season and can and do things like that so can you give us a little bit of insight on how gardening can help us with food security and and tell us about your gardens because you say you change it up little masterpiece Absolutely. And I just, I love gardening and gardening. And I think it can be so personal. Each, Mm -hmm. each garden, each person is going to have a different garden, which is so wonderful. And ours changes up season to season. I mean, one year it might be, you know, four beds of tomatoes and the next one we might cut back to two. It's just, you can do whatever you want. And so you know, as we're moving into the fall season right now, we're kind of finishing up. We had planted some, some fall um, crops, cold weather crops. And so it is, I just think not that we, I mean, we still go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. um, but it, all of our produce comes from our property, wow. all of our fruit and vegetables, uh, you know, unless we're wanting something tropical that, you know, we can't do right. here, but for the most part, you know, we get our potato, uh, all the things from wow. here. And um, we still go to the grocery store and you can still, you can still take your trip to Target if that's what you want to do. That's the beauty of this whole process is you can go as far in as you want or not. And if hmm. you want to be completely self-sufficient and not rely on the food chain at all, it is not, you could do it Literally in six months, you can go from zero to completely self-sufficient with chickens and eggs and, you know, some kind of dairy animal uh, and just your gardens. And they produce, you know, I have some theories on if you're really wanting to do that and you're in a normal neighborhood where you don't have a sprawling farm. You could do it. You have to be very intentional planning it out and maybe putting in some more vertical gardens that kind of grow up, Mm -hmm. that type of thing, and um, using your beds multiple times, kind of cover crops and that type of thing. Um, But you could do it if you wanted to. Literally in six months, you could be, you could be eating all the food off of your own property. And I will say, if you go back to, um, you know, like our great grandparents or our, Um, grandparents, the way they lived during those times, they didn't eat like we do. You know, Mm. they had a lot more beans and we're just kind of spoiled rotten, to to be honest with you. And we have all these, we live in such a wonderful country where we have everything Mm. at our fingertips. You know, within a few miles, we can run to the grocery store and get something that's, you know, grown from across the world if we want to. Um, So we are very fortunate But if you truly want to live that self-sustainable lifestyle, I think you have to kind of shift the types of food that you're eating Hmm. um, and go more to what's in season and what you've canned and picking plants. Like for tomatoes, 
you have one tiny itty bitty seed and you get, you know, hundreds of tomatoes off of it, where some other plants, you plant one seed and you get one piece of Isn't that interesting? That's one of the things that I learned with gardening because I didn't grow up. My parents have a wonderful garden in their backyard. And so they tried to teach, but you know, when you're young, you just like, I'm doing other things. So I started growing uh, zinnias. They say zinnias. What do you say? Zinnias? I say zinnias. Okay. But I don't know if that's right. I don't know either. So I started growing and I had this thought that you would plant one seed and you would get one flower. And then Mm -hmm. to my surprise, you get so many flowers. And if you cut one off, then you get more and there's all these offshoots. And so it is a miracle. And one of the things that you talked about is that there is a pretty good return on investment with gardening. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you spend $10 on your home garden, you're going to get $70 back in that in produce. Because I mean, if you go to the grocery store right now, prices are sky high and you can get around it if you're in season and you know the places to go or the farmer's market. I mean, we're, we're on that. We love that. Uh, that's just fun, but, um, it is very, very economic. You, you just save so much if you're doing your own and eating in season. But again, you have to kind of lower your expectations of I'm not going to have fresh tomatoes in January. They're going to be canned tomatoes or whatever. So it's adjusting what your expectations are. But yes, it is um, so cost effective Mm. to do that. And so many people think you have to, and I love raised beds. So many people think you have to have that. And we have mostly raised beds, but for we didn't have the money for raised yeah. beds and we, you know, we did the bookshelf things, but we wanted to add more than we had. And so a lot of the time we're just in the ground. You don't have to have a tiller. I mean, the soil does better if you're not tilling it and you're oh. just layering garden leaves or all the compost and sticks layered on there. And so you don't have to invest. Mm. Most people think, Oh, I have to go get a tiller and I have to go buy cedar beds and I have to buy all these yeah. things really invest in some seeds and preparing your soil. Maybe if like right now is a perfect time to prepare that soil for next spring. So, you know, most of us start thinking about that in February, but really now's the time and let that sit and soak up some goodness Mm -hmm. over the winter. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a huge cost up front. And I liked your ideas about making the garden space a space that you would love to go be in. So if you like to read, put a bench there. You had said, put a picnic table out there, a play space for children, all of these different awesome ideas to have it be a space that you love to go. And it does bring so much joy, more than you can ever really imagine. And I thought for us, we never got, we haven't gotten to the point yet where we have been able to can. It's like the hornworms come and I don't know. We're trying to figure out the little things. But even the hornworms actually, are so cool oh they are there's it's like a yeah. little corn on the yeah. cob and the kids are trying to find it and it's so it's like this hide and seek where is it kids are gonna remember that forever yeah. i mean that's just just looking for yeah. them is, is yeah fun. there's a lot so, of joy yeah. out there 
beyond the return on investment for the food. And I know you talk about gardening memories. So I think that's such an encouragement for people to try, to try something. Like you said, even if it's just something that's sitting out on your porch, on your patio, uh, on your windowsill, I think when things grow, they help us to be more in the moment and be more present. And so it's a good encouragement. One of the things you talk about in your story, which I think people may be surprised to learn, is that you had a brain tumor. And yes. you talk about how it was the size of a peach and that someone used the word gigantic. <laughs> like Sometimes yes. you're like, what are these medical professionals thinking? Like, could you have chosen yes. a different word? But you talk about adversity in your book and there's adversity on the farm. And then you had this adversity with your health. And can you talk about how you got through it and what that experience yeah. was like? Yeah, it it still seems a bit surreal. It was not that long ago. Right. So it was right in the middle of writing this book. And it was November of 2020. Wow. And I started noticing it in the summer, you know, bending over, picking strawberries and then cucumbers. And I would just, you know, get these sharp, really sharp, kind of different headaches. And so finally, and I'm one of those, like, I don't want to go to the doctor unless right. somebody, somebody's arm gets cut off or right. something. We're, we're hardcore over here. So it took me a while to make my way in and you know, they sent me for, they're like, okay, this doesn't, because I was thinking, you know, when you get my age, you're like, oh, it's hormones. This is what everybody's talking about. It's coming, you know? And so you just start blowing all that kind of thing up. And then when you're a mom, you you have to be tough. You can't Mm -hmm. just run to the doctor every second or you'd be there 24 seven. And so you just kind of shake it off and toughen it up. And um, so finally, when I went in, I was saying, well, this might be out new allergies or it might be COVID or it might be hormones. And they're like, no, what you're describing sounds really odd. We're going to send you for a scan. So long story short. Yep. I had a giant peach size tumor and the neurosurgeon called it gigantic. (laughs) Um, And it was just, you know, such a strange situation within a couple of weeks, I'd had the surgery, um, And I look back at that now, and there was a lot of complications, a lot of scary moments in there. I, you know, I was out, but, you know, they said there's a lot of complications and bleeding and needed transfusions and all the things. Um, Expect paralysis. Mm -hmm. And literally within hours, I'm up walking around, asking about the kids talking, moving. Um, I had 40 staples in my head, got to go home within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm one of those few that get the happy story at the end of that. Um, And God was just, you know, he took me through every step of that. And I wouldn't trade that adversity for anything. Um, It strengthened my faith it strengthened our family and we've always been, we've always had a strong faith, but when you're, you know, face to face with, am I even going to be here in January? Mm. Am I ever going to see my daughter graduate? Those kind of things. Yeah. Um, it really makes you question and prioritize. And I feel like we had already kind of pared down our life about as much as you can. Yeah. Um, but when you go through one of those moments, it just, 
all your priorities, everything that's not important gets shed in, in a minute. (laughs) And so I wouldn't trade that time for anything. It was, it was a tough time on our family. I mean, I had the peace of God. I was like, Hmm. it was weird. Um, but you know, it was tough. My husband was stressing and I'm trying to, you know, here's our passwords to this. Who's going to pay the bills. You know, I'm doing online billing and you know, you don't think through all those little tiny things that you need to have a conversation about. And so, you know, on the back end of that, it's just, I have a new, fresh perspective of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, I'm questioning, you know, why do I have the good story in this? And, Mm -hmm. you know, some of our friends do not have that good story. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to ask God that question as soon as I get to heaven, but um, Mm -hmm. he's good. And in the middle of your most impossible situation, you can still find joy. Mm. And I spent so much time outside with the goats, you know, walking trails. And, um, you know, that really got me through that time where it just helps you put things in perspective when the world feels like it's all falling apart. (laughs) A walk on a trail and time with Jesus, you know, it just makes it all, you know, it all makes sense. Mm. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I have a new, fresh look at life. And so I think, you know, anytime we, we all have adversity in our life and whether that, you know, you know, you lose a parent or Mm. you lose one of your animals on your farm or the fence breaks or Mm. the car breaks down, all those things. If you put it in perspective on the back end of those things, you're more grateful Mm. for the things you do have. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, you know, here I am sitting with no deficits and no cancer and a hundred percent recovery. And I'm just in awe. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy really. If you think about it. This episode is brought to you by better help question. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit betterhelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness. So you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last minute get together recently and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. 
Go to goodchap.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchap.com slash outside120 for $120 off. Goodchap.com slash outside120 code outside120. Yeah, and you say all the unimportant tasks are pruned away, all the unimportant concerns, and it changes your life. And then you talk about other things of adversity that are different than a brain tumor, but but just, you know, raccoons in the ceiling and the dive into things that are tricky. Like even when you got your goats, you said, I could have used two more years to be ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think just sometimes... I'm big on planning and knowing your intentions, but sometimes you do have to just jump in and, and go for it. And if you wait till you have all the right fencing and all the right, and you've gone through five courses and you know, everything there is to know from birth to, you know, how to take care of their illnesses or whatever, you're never going to do it. And so whether that's chickens, whether that's goats, whether that's putting in a small container garden, Sometimes the best learning just happens along the yeah. way when you don't know what you're doing. I think doing. <laughs> you can't really learn it until you actually do it. At least for some Absolutely. people, that's how I am. That's how I was reading all these gardening books and I, you don't really get it. And then you actually do it and then you have such a, a better understanding and then you have a foundation to grow from. So on your farm, you have chickens, goats, yep. bees, yep. flowers. Yep. Yeah. Sheep. sheep. <laughs> yep. We have sheep. We have turkeys, ducks. Yep. And so how did you decide which things you wanted to have and which things you didn't want to have? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Because like I said, with those baby steps, you can come in and it's so hard in this society when you are looking on Instagram or you're looking on Pinterest and it everything, these farms they have a hundred acres and they have all these things and it all looks so easy and it's beautiful and it's already done but they took steps Mm -hmm. to get each of those pieces too and so we just kind of you know most people on in the homestead movement whether that's you know in a backyard or on some property most people start with a garden and chickens and I always call chicken, they're the gateway, <laughs> they're the gateway drug to the rest to the rest of it. And so we would just kind of add something and learn about it, give it a year, and then you know, add something else. And there are times too, you know, we have a mixed flock of birds, and um, you know, we noticed at one season some of the egg production was going down, and so mm. you know, sometimes you add something and you go, okay, well, we're not gonna add more of that type of, you know, if, if a goose doesn't really benefit us and it's kind of hindering the egg laying of the chickens, mm-hmm. you know, do we really want to hatch out more geese next season? Right. So it's a constant evaluation and hmm. sometimes you do something and, and it's okay. You can roll that decision back. Um, you know, you take care of those precious animals, um, but you can roll that back and not hatch out new ones and, you know, weighed that process out. So it is just, you know, an evaluation of what is your number one priority. And it is, my personality is I want it all at the same time and I want it just to be done. Um, but if you just take the baby steps and, um, and I think some people would even think I want a lot, you know, and you talk about how certain homesteads would have hundreds of beehives and you have five and you could have just one. My son has just one. And so, 
Um, you know, it really is one of those where you don't have to, it's, it's the comparison game. Oh goodness. That kills, that kills joy. You're not going to have true pure joy. If you're comparing yourself to anyone really, and you need to like get out of that mind. And if you have to dial out of, you know, Instagram or Pinterest or whatever it is for a while to get your head on straight, because it's hard. That's, right. that's, we're human and we're natural where we look at something and we see some pretty, and you know, I worry about with the goats, you know, I'm showing these cute little pictures with tulips and our people in my story seeing the piles of manure behind the scene, you know? <laughs> so you, you need to know that those, anything you're seeing online, there's a behind the scenes. I mean, that. this so is, don't I mean, this is divine though. <laughs> This one with yes. the goat and the goats and the tulips and they're snipping the tulips and you've got these cute little goat footprints throughout the book. There's so yeah. many really special touches in here, but yeah, no, I think that that's a good thing that people come from the book, whether they go from your social media presence to the book or the other way around, it's good to know the behind the scenes. And I think you explain it well, that it's not easy and it's a lot of hard work. And then you, you offer different courses, which I think is really neat. Like the raising backyard chickens course, if chickens is sort of the gateway, you have a whole course about that. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, our course, it just takes you from the very beginning, like what breeds are out there and you know, what works with your zone and your climate and are you wanting eggs? Are you wanting meat? You know, all the things. And it goes from there all the way through to the coop, to the feeding. And it's very simple. It's just a bunch of little short videos, you know, popping on there and, pretty much giving all the things we've done wrong. <laughs> we've learned, we've learned from doing most of it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can just save you about 10 years yeah. <laughs> of time. So you can just get in there. Well, so it's a lot. Of fun. Right. Because if you grow up in the suburbs, you have no idea. Like I didn't have any idea that there was even really different kinds of chickens. I mean, probably I knew a little bit, but you get the white yeah. eggs you grow up and that's what you get. And then as you're going down the path and you find out that there are purple eggs and green eggs and and how are there those? And there's all these different breeds. And so there is a lot to learn. And it makes life really sweet because there's so much to learn. Yeah, yeah. And it's just nice to have it simplified. Like here is all the things right. that I wish I knew so I didn't waste so much yeah. time. Yeah, and, and these are the options. Yes. If you want to have a rainbow, people make those egg rainbows. These yes. would be the breeds that you need to get from the beginning. And if you only have a small space, which most people do only have a small space, it's like, well, then you want to get those from the get-go and not get the other kinds. And if you have a right. lot of interesting information in there about even when do you start chickens, that it's not necessarily maybe the time that you think. And so that's awesome. And and then I loved about, you talked about learning from nature. When we're sort of out with the animals and the plants, you say when chickens are free ranging, they are sweet and mind their own business. And it reminded me of our kids. When we take it them does. outside, they're sweet yes. and they mind their own business. But when you bring them in the coop, Tell us what you said about what you, when you bring them in the coop. Yeah, they that's when the pecking order starts happening and they just get sassy and they're just squawking at each other mm -hmm. and pushing each other around. And it, you are so right. It is exactly like humans. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I find so much of the similarities between the flocks and the herds yes. and how they all interact with each other. And we're the kind of humans are the same way. Mm -hmm. And it is just interesting. And so then of course you just build in 
more of the outdoor time or, you know, yeah. whatever can take away that little pecking order yeah. and um, get a little bit sassy and agitated. So, um, but yes, they are very much like humans. Yeah. <laughs> I loved all your examples in there, like with the bees and the community and different ones serve different purposes. And so to embrace what is our purpose, what is the thing that we offer? And you talked about the goats and how they're going, they're getting out. <laughs> they're trying to get out yeah. and they're persistent. And it's just a reminder for us to be persistent. In. And I thought that those comparisons were beautiful and make it really easy to remember mm-hmm. about yeah. what our roles yeah. are. And so you don't think about those things. You think, well, I'm going to get chickens and then I'll have some eggs and it's going to help with food security. But then there are all these other blessings that come out of it. I think the same thing with the flowers. You just have so much mm-hmm. joy and it's anticipation. And so you've done such a beautiful job, Lana, of laying out a book that helps people to dive into homesteading. And if they're already into homesteading, just these additional ideas that are fun and unique and beautiful. So can you tell us real quick what you have on your website? You've got some recipe guides and different things. You've got the chicken course. Yeah, we have some, we have quite a few free things Mm -hmm. in there that can just help you right away that you can just download. Um, We, right now, my favorite one, I'm all about the food. So right now we have apple, um, we have like about five or six different recipes that are fall recipes and they are delicious oh my goodness so yummy um so that's one of our free guides we have a bible reading plan on there that's another free guide Mm -hmm. we have several on there um for gardening as well and um the very first couple of trainings in our chicken course we put on there for free um and it will walk you through breeds and where to get your chicks and all that so um that part of it is actually free so if it's just on the freebies tab um and then we have you know all the more in-depth courses the backyard farm academy which is chickens bees and gardens and you know all the the fun it's a great thing that's what I love about a website is like, oh, we can, this is ours. We can put all the fun things on there that we want. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I'm enjoying that. And then you have a podcast, the Grace Filled Grit Podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about all kinds of things. Nothing's off limits on that. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm new. So we just started that this year and um, yeah, it's, I really love it. Mm -hmm. And I like that we can kind of go any direction. We don't do any editing. Um, it's all just, you know, here's how, we, who has time for that? Mm-hmm. So we just like, you get what you get. We're not cutting out any parts of conversations. We're going to go there on tough topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we've taken some heat on, on a few of them, but it's just a lot of fun bringing on, like, you know, this, what we're doing today. Right. It's so fun to chat with you. Um, where normally I'm just hearing your voice or, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your things on Instagram or whatever. So it is just a, a new kind of connection that I love. Yeah. I'm, I'm new to this and I'm really yeah. having a good time with it. But we talk about pretty much anything, faith, family, or farm, <laughs> which do you have know, an ep- a lot of things. If people are starting, do you have an episode or two that you think people would really connect with that they'd like to start at? Um, oh goodness. And it, it is, it, all depends. I mean, if you're into chickens and that type of thing, I do have an episode on there on how to get started mm-hmm. with chickens. I have one about what we just talked about, food security and how a garden can help you out with wow. that. We also have quite a few on faith. Mm-hmm. I brought a couple of my friends on that have just had to 
really crappy time yeah. with you know one of them is going through cancer right now so she walks us through her process and it you know she's in the middle of treatments mm-hmm. and you know another one lost her husband and she had seven young children mm-hmm. unexpected lost her husband so we go there on some really yeah. tough topics but it's always encouraging yeah. and you know these, these ladies I have on are just you know full of full of life Mm -hmm. and tips on, you know, I want it to be very practical when you walk away. It's like, Oh, okay. I can do this and this, and that might help my situation. So I'm really enjoying the podcast and it's a lot of fun. And I would love to have you on. I would love to come on. It's fun. It's fun to be on the other side of the microphone. Well, Anna, this, I loved your book so much. It was so beautiful and meaningful and the photos like I said, are so delightful. So congratulations and the Grace Filled Grit podcast. And you have all of these videos that make you excited to be alive, give you bright eyes to see the goats and the chickens and the baby ducks and all of these things. So thank you for all the beauty that you're putting out in the world and for spending this hour with us. Uh, We always end our podcast the same way. And it is with a favorite memory of yours from your childhood that was outside oh yeah mine easy easy breezy on that one i love picking strawberries with my mama in in the garden and we were in a normal neighborhood you know there we didn't have a farm or any of that but she just had a little strawberry garden back there and we had strawberries she would buy them from the grocery store you know throughout the year and so these were so tiny compared to those you know other ones in the store but they were just i you know I, I can't reproduce that even in my own garden. Aww. And it was probably more the memory yeah. of being there with my mom. Aww. But yeah, that is just as good as it gets. And so, yeah, I encourage your listeners. You can't, you, you know, you can't make that stuff up. Right. If you're spending time with your kiddos outside, you are making memories yeah. and they are going to remember that forever. Yes. And if you're a grandparent, you talked about that in your book with your grandmother and the coffee and the fluffy pillows and walking through the woods with your grandpa. So for the grandparents as well, to make those memories with the kids and the simple ones last, just like that, picking strawberries with your mom. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And it's been so great to, ch- to chat with you. It has. What an honor. I just love your show and what you're doing. And I'm so glad we got to chat. Thank you. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.